Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome. This is our first time going live for this podcast. And I'm so excited to be doing it with my sister, Lindsay Martin Ellis. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you Hello. for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm and so honored. excited. We've been wanting to do this for a while, and here we are. So I'm celebrating that. Before we dive into our conversation, Lindsay, will you introduce yourself to this community? Let us know who you are, the work that you do in the world. And I'd also love to hear you talk about what empowerment means to you on a personal level. Mm, okay, I love it. So hello. I'm sure some of you, if you're tuning in and listening to this, we've crossed paths if you're in Isabel's world and perhaps we're new. My name is Lindsay Martin Ellis. I live in sunny Sarasota, Florida. I am a former environmental engineer who traded in my accolades and all of the cerebral doing mm -hmm. to a, uh, a more feminine, heart-centered, intuitive-led entrepreneurial business. And I guide women to come home to themselves through the body. And I start with allowing women to feel again so that they can begin to open up and meet those places that we perhaps haven't met in a while, right? To allow all of that intuition and all of that clarity and all of that pleasure and everything that we desire. And so life just becomes more joyful, simpler, more fun, more liberating. And I truly believe that's why we're here on a spiritual and evolutionary level. So that is a little bit about me Yeah. and empowerment, you know, to me, empowerment is a way of being, it's not something you do and it's not something that anyone can really do for you. Right. It's like Isabel and I, for example, can't empower you to do anything. And so to me, it's, it's really that claiming of autonomy and sovereignty over self above anything else. And that's how I live my life. So before I pick up the phone, before I read an article, before I even go to the doctor, I'm always tuning into what is it that I need? How do I feel? Is this even mine? Is this not mine? So that I can then leverage that external support. So I feel empowerment really stems from that sovereignty within. And I feel complete. I'll hand it back over to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about tuning in to what you need. How, what if there's someone listening who's not really sure what she needs? She's so tuned into what other people need, could be her children, her partner, her work. And she's a little confused because she doesn't mm -hmm. really know what that even yeah. is. Her, her needs, she can have needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, where do I even want to go from here? You know, in the model, the, the world that we're modeled is very different <laughs> to how, especially those of us that have more of this feminine pull within us, right? In terms of magnetism and receptivity and pausing and slowing down, 
when we're conditioned into this world that is moving so quickly all of the time, of course, we have no idea what we need. And so I think I first want a presence that let's take the pressure off that I had no idea what I needed until I had many, what I like to call cosmic two by fours, where I had no other option, but to pause. So sometimes we have little whispers and then sometimes we have these more, you know, paramount events that create the stillness to open us up to what we need. So it's all about presence. I call them miracle minutes (laughs) with my clients Mm -hmm. and it's what I do. And so if you don't know what you need, it's simply a pause, a pause and a deep breath with your hands on your body and just asking the question. And the first thing that pops into your field is generally what you need because you're attuning to yourself in a downregulated parasympathetic present state where you're not in the noise, where you're not in the distractions, you're simply in your field again. So that's it. Ask. It's that simple. Ask your body. Yeah. So can we just pause in real time and ask ourselves what we need now? I would love us to just practice this Mm. in this. What is it? Miracle minute. My miracle minute, right? Because it's so overwhelming. We have, again, we have books and we have mentors and coaches and all of these people online telling us what to do. And it's usually a lot. And so I call it that because it's like, can you create presence, which allows us to open ourselves up to the miracle of life? Because it's so much, there's so much mundane in what it means to be a human, right? It's like the dishes and the kids and the taking the kids to school and the picking them up and the business and the emails, right? And so it's like, we're so conditioned to want the big thing, like, oh, I want this big experience. And it's Mm -hmm. in that present moment that we begin to recognize the miracle that we are, right? Our body, we're alive, what we're grateful for, Mm-hmm. what we love, who we are in the world, and that helps to change our state. So yeah, we can go right into it and just, you know, t- do a little practice just to support your community yeah. if you'd like. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Me. All right. So Isabel and I are sitting on a chair. So however you are, whether you're standing or sitting Just doing your best to have a straight spine. And what I always love to do is I love to have a straight spine, but I just love to relax my belly and soften. And having those feet planted firmly on the ground, feeling that connection to the earth. You know, I think oftentimes we feel so alone and we don't feel supported in the simple act of knowing that we're on this planet in the middle of our universe, traveling at an insanely fast speed (laughs) around the sun, you know, just feeling our participation alone in that, feeling that support of our beautiful mother earth. So just feeling that for a moment, 
So it's kind of like a reach and a receiving at the same time. So can you stand tall and can you feel firmly planted to the earth, but allow your shoulders to soften, allow your belly to soften. You probably know those nooks and crannies, right? That, that tend to tense up a bit. So can you just begin to soften? And the simplest way to do this is through the breath. Breath is life, right? It's the first thing we did when we entered this world. It's the last thing we will do when we leave this earth plane. And it reminds us of the miracle of our liveness. So taking a deep breath in through the nose, a full breath in. Continuing to just allow that to expand from the bottoms of your feet to the crown of your head. So again, reaching towards the earth and also reaching towards the heavens. And then exhaling out the mouth with sound. Generally, if you can allow your exhales to be out of the mouth and with sound, that helps release energy if we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling scattered, we're feeling wired, and just continuing on your own inhales and exhales to have those full breaths in. And if you can just exhale out of the mouth with sound and allow those exhales to be longer than your inhales, what this is doing is down-regulating the nervous system and telling your body from a physiological level that you are safe. So just continuing to do that on your own, noticing if any sensations come up, if you feel anything different, if you feel more energized, if you feel tingles, if you feel more harmony inside your body, you may even feel blood pumping through your veins. You may hear your heartbeat. And so when we do this, when we connect to the body in this way, and when we connect to our breath in this way, it creates safety. And when we do that, we create presence. And when we do that, it is absolutely true for us, right? the messages that we receive, anything that comes into our field, any questions that we ask because we're connected, because we're feeling present, feeling safe, it's true, right? The, the, the decisions are coming from this empowered place, this present place, this grounded place, this place with, within harmony. And so I know that we spent a little more time as I talk through this because it's supportive for the mind to have a solid foundation but just know right it's simply can you put your hands on body and can you feel your connection to the earth and simply take slow deep breaths sighs are even better sound is even better because it helps move the energy and then ask what do I need in this moment and what's so supportive about this is sometimes it's something so simple that is what your body is asking for that then propels you, sustains you, feeds you, nourishes you for your entire day that may, may be jam-packed with schedules of families and business and holidays and everything in between. 
And so it's the pause that creates the pivot that allows for the transformation, which is, yeah, we have needs, we have desires, and we get to enjoy our life. So just rubbing your hands together, wiggling your toes and opening your eyes, almost as if this is the first time that you opened your eyes ever, right? Because this is a new moment, right? It's like, this is the new moment that we get to create from this level of awareness. So all this time that Isabel and I have been talking there's a new level of consciousness and awareness. So it's like, can we open our eyes, right? Like there's the breath, there's the new moment, there's this new perspective. And then I think I'll just close with this is we're going to fall off. Mm -hmm. We're going to forget. We're going to make mistakes. We're human with lots of program, lots of conditioning, lots of indoctrination. So it's like, oh, okay, we fall off and then we do it again. And eventually this becomes the new autopilot because your nervous system starts to respond. So I think I just, it's important because so many of us, especially as women and mothers feel like we're failing a lot and that it's, we're wrong. And why haven't we done this yet? And this is the practice, okay? Life is, is a practice. <laughs> so I'll hand it back over to you. Would love to know what opened up for you with that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. First of all, I feel so much more grounded and connected to myself. Mm. And it's reminding me of why I love you so much, dear sister. <laughs> um, because Lindsay, you are the one that I go to when I feel scattered. When I feel when I feel overwhelmed, you're one of my go to sisters. And I actually wasn't comfortable using that word sister with friends until I met you. Mm. And I realized that this word is who you are to me. And I'm so grateful for that, um, for our relationship and what you are helping me recognize in this moment is that we can activate our inner sister. I don't need to call you. I get to call you. I can call you when I'm feeling overwhelmed. But the gift that you just gave us in this magical moment is that we have an inner sister and that we can activate her whenever we want to in that sacred pause, in that magical moment. She's available to us. But if we don't call upon her, then she's just gonna wait kind of in the shadows. Just like if I don't call Lindsay when I'm feeling overwhelmed, <laughs> she doesn't know that the need for her is there. Hmm. So inside of this invitation to pause is also this invitation to like look, look for our inner sister and can we sister ourselves? And if you have been in my world, for any bit of time, you know that I refer to sistering as an architectural term when two beams come together to support one another. And to me, that's what this is. I am supporting myself with the breath, and then therefore the breath is supporting me too. Uh, yes. yes. Yes to all of that. 
And I started tearing up and this is the the power of sistership and sisterhood and sistering and, you know, just that heart connection and how, and it's so true, Isabel, because our relationship has felt so effortless and so fluid and so doesn't matter if we talk every day for a week or it's been four months It's just, and it's because of that very thing, the inner exploration of that sovereignty, right? Because I talk about this a lot with my community that anything can become a crutch or a vice community, a partnership, work, children. And oftentimes, right, it's that same looking outside of us for the answers, right? So of course, we get to ask for support. We get to run ideas off of each other. We get to say, hey, I'm thinking about this or this is what I'm moving through. But first, we have got to tune into ourselves because what happens is, is then we start to lose ourselves again, even in like our friendships. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And, and it is that very fine line, right? And I used to hide in community all the time, my work working out things that, you know, a lot of people moving my body. I used to avoid through moving my body through community to not have to look at myself. And so, you know, it is, it's that inner exploration that we all, I mean, maybe we can talk about that, that it's a heroine's journey. It's not for the faint of heart. Looking at ourselves is not easy, Mm. but look at the flourishing in your life that happens and you'll start to see and create evidence of that. And our sistership is a beautiful example of that. Yes. And I also want to just acknowledge that you have taken a, a big leap into inner exploration, but you are showing it very outwardly because you recently published a best-selling book and it's a very intimate story that you tell. Mm-hmm. Would you let us peek behind the curtain a little <laughs> bit? I would love to hear the process that you went through to create this book um, and also about the book itself, herself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, once we start to uncover what we need and what we desire and what lights us up and what brings us joy and right like how we create that sustainability because just like our relationship it's so fluid there's to me it's it's true reciprocity and and that's how i i'm recognizing how many energy leaks there have been in my life through my own doing right through through people pleasing through saying yes, when I want to say no through saying no, when I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. And what I realize is the world is craving intimacy and connection more than ever. Mm -hmm. And so many of us are walking around thinking that everybody else has it all together because so many people are afraid to share vulnerability because again, we're modeled that there's that you know, it's like the, the sensation, the feeling, the resonance of weakness. Mm-hmm. We can't cry. We can't be sensitive. We can't be right. All of these things, we can't have emotions. And 
through my work, I recognize that all of these aspects of myself, (laughs) as with all of us, are a gift and have unlocked so much wisdom and so much clarity and so much life force within me. And I want people to, I truly want to inspire people through being messy, taking risks, (laughs) because love is a risk, right? (laughs) Like walking with an open heart is a risk. And I want to show people that you can express, it's like about experimentation and trying things on and, and being yourself that truly people want. So I realize the more that I am vulnerable and honest and share, Hey, this is the breakdown happening in my life. And here's how I'm, here's what I've learned and here's what I'm integrated. And I give it back to the community It's so authentic that people feel that far beyond anything I've ever created in the past. And I'm just sharing me and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, wow, I get to, I get to get paid for literally just like following my heart and then giving it back to the world. And I, and, and through this journey of my own evolution, I realized that that is, you know, I'm here in some fashion to be an Oracle (laughs) to support humanity And this book was an anthology. I have it right here. I know some of you will be listening to the audio. It's called Turning Point, Empowering Stories to Activate the Divine Feminine Within. And it's an anthology with 16 other women from all over the world. I mean, PhDs, former engineers, lawyers, healers, doctors, coaches, everything in between. And what's fascinating is... I haven't even gotten through all, you know, the book just launched a week. Was it, has it been a week? <laughs> I have no concept of time anymore. Yes. Just, just under a week ago. And yes, hit uh, Amazon number one bestseller on day within hours in the spiritual healing category. And all of our stories are about a turning point, you know, and it feels so critical to share that. Oftentimes we want these excruciating experiences to go away, but it's truly what helps us evolve because if not, we would be in complacency, right? If not, we would just be doing the same thing that we always do. And to hear my story, which in my story, it's called rupture from rupture to rapture, the ecstatic gift of breaking wide open. And it wasn't until I actually started writing because I just started writing and journaling out in nature every single day because I didn't even know which part of my story I wanted to share. I just knew I needed to do it. And I recognize every decade of my life, there was some big cosmic two by four (laughs) that pulled the rug out from underneath me and led to a massive transformation in my life. Mm-hmm. Near-death experience, loss of a childhood best friend, debilitating health issue, you know, and then a whole dark night of the soul in terms of, you know, spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And there's moments where I, I think what I really want to presence is there's moments of of being in, in victim. And, and, and that's part of it. There's moments of being in the suffering. Like that is the wholeness of being a human. We have that human condition part. 
that says why me and, and resists and doesn't want to do it and thinks that's the this is happening to us, that then allows us to synthesize with the otherworldly aspect of ourself that's like, oh, yes, now I can feel this because I was in the gutter and experienced that. And that is what truly the whole book is about. You'll hear from these 16 powerful women and who knew nothing about each other and came together through the publisher, Flower of Life Press, but noticing there was a golden thread woven through the entire book. And my hope is that when you're going through it, whether again, it's just the small day-to-day grind and, and, you know, the mundane and just the like things piling up, or it's the big life-changing event that it inspires you and reminds you, it's like, yes, your soul is, is asking for evolution and you signed up for this and you can do this and you chose this. And yes, this is hard, but what's on the other side? I cannot wait. You know, it's like, I know something is coming and I'm committed to surrendering. And I looked up, I, I feel like you would totally, I think we talked about this. Did I tell you the definition of surrender? Uh, tell us, tell me again. So, sir mm-hmm. and render means to melt into something higher. So when you break down sir and when you break down render, melt into something higher. Yes. So that's what the actual definition means when you break down the Latin word Mm. and it's like, if we can, if we can lean more into the surrender after processing and feeling and like having the guttural screams and like getting all of it out and sobbing and crying and grieving, which is so necessary for clearing that density. If we can just gently begin to melt into something higher it becomes so much easier to move through life. So things don't take you out in the same way. And it's that resistance that actually causes more suffering and resistance and pain and lack of clarity. If we were to just soften and then feel and then soften a little more and then feel. I'm loving this. I'm I'm seeing the the expansion and the contraction of what you're talking about. And a lot of your work is around embodiment. Can you talk to us about how can we use embodiment practices to help support us yeah. specifically when we're feeling contracted? Cuz yeah. the worst thing to say to someone when they're in a contraction is just relax. Totally. You know what I mean? So what, (laughs) how can we like relax without when we're, when we can't? Yeah. It's like the infamous uh, wife in labor line. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Right. And this is back to nobody can tell you what to do. And so it's like, even if we're triggered by somebody saying, just relax, it's like, yes, leverage that. So that is where everything is a gift, right? Our body 
you know, I feel that there's two main ways that our body shows us where we're out of alignment is through dis-ease, right? Again, on a micro or macro scale, what are we feeling, right? Are we feeling tightness? Did we throw our back out? All of the things. Did we stub our toe? Are we not able to walk in the same way temporarily? And then through relationship. And so contraction, so there's two main, and this is through the, the, uh, map of consciousness work Mm -hmm. that I do power versus force, David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins, if you're familiar, there's two main groupings of contraction and, you know, there's shame, which is at the, the lowest scale and none of this is good or bad. It's just about the density of the emotion, right. And how it feels. We can tell when we're in contraction because we feel it. We want to close in versus enlightenment, which I believe is acknowledging the light that we already are. It's nothing to seek. It's just, yep. You know, and that's at the top of the map of consciousness scale. And these are all resonances and emotions. So the bottom grouping is more shame, grief, sadness. And that's more of a state where it's, you know, we're, moving slower. We may not want to get out of bed. We're crying a lot. We don't want to leave the house. And then actually just above that is pride, rage, anger. And so if you're in frustration, a lot of like overwhelmed frustration lives there too. And we know those are very fiery where those lower resonances are more watery. And there's a lot more activation. So I always love when people are angry because it's like, you're just before the breakthrough, truly. And so I love that you asked this question because that's that piece of when you feel an emotional charge or when you're feeling a sensation to ask, what am I feeling? What, what, like, what emotion is this? What, What is sensation is this? And so with those lower resonances of grief and sadness, give your body a bath, mm-hmm. go unplug from your devices, create a container to allow the emotions to come through, go cry in the shower and create a container to where you even say, I'm going to give this gift to myself. And then I'm going to move back to being a wife or a mother or an entrepreneur or a CEO or a coworker because you're it's like you're giving yourself that container to move the energy so that you can right move then right if you're feeling overwhelmed frustration i mean they're punching pillows i've done it all punching pillows screaming into pillows I'm getting on all fours and growling, especially with the individual that I'm angry at. Mm -hmm. That is truly Mm -hmm. just an archetype of showing us the places within that we're not free. So this is how we actually heal and move energy and emotion on our own. Again, going back to what Isabel said, right? That inner work and exploration so that we can have the conversation, right? We feel an emotion, something happens, there's a conflict. And now you're in this empowered place of having a conversation from a grounded, centered, neutral space. 
conflict is inevitable. I love being able to say, hey, this isn't working for me. Is this working for you? All right, let's talk about it. Right? And that is harmony. I think we, especially nowadays, there's a lot of conditioning around harmony, meaning no conflict. Yeah. But we're all individuated. We're all meant to have varying degrees of opinions. And so if you want to be a part of the healing of the consciousness of the planet while feeling good, this is it. This is how we stop being at war with ourselves. We say, honey, hubby, partner, colleague, whoever it is, I need a, I need a pause. Mm-hmm. I need a moment. Give it to yourself and then see how you feel after. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's literally all I do. I cry more than I ever have. And I love my tears mm-hmm. because it's showing me like, Ooh, there's something there beautiful. And I, it's, I don't have attachment to my emotions anymore. Hmm. And they're emotions. They're meant to be in motion. They're meant to move through us. And the only way they can move is to be activated. Yeah. Emotions are energy in motion. And that is, you know, one of the, the programs that were modeled again, like from this place of neutrality that you know, we think some emotions are bad. So all those contracted emotions that Isabel and I just chatted about, they are necessary Mm. for our, for our evolution. They're necessary to show us what's next. What a gift, but it's in the resisting. And I just got to push through when I, you know, that all of that just starts to fester and manifest in our bodies as all of the things. Mm. So I want us to return to the good girl or the people pleaser Mm -hmm. because she is the one who pushes those emotions down and doesn't want to let them move through her, whether it's because she's afraid of the emotion itself or she's afraid of what others will think of her. So what's her next step? Because she can't quite leap all the way to enlightenment. What if she's kind of in this place of fear. Yeah. Right. Well, the antidote, truly the people pleaser, good girl Mm -hmm. is in fear because oftentimes we think that when we people please that it's about the other person, but from a physiological level, it's about keeping myself safe to not ruffle feathers, to keep a status quo. So you know, notating, right. When, when, especially in childhood, was there a lot of disruption? Was there a lot of, Ooh, I don't feel safe. When I speak my voice, when I say this thing, I get shut down. Was it a teacher? Was it a parent? Was it a sibling? And yes, the antidote to fear is creating safety. So even the simple practice circling back to the beginning of this conversation, of if you can put your hands on your body and ask yourself, what do I need and breathe? And the reason why I say a minute is because that feels doable. And then oftentimes you realize, oh, wow, I just did this for seven minutes and it's what I needed. And I feel amazing. That's what starts to give the people pleaser, good girl, Mm -hmm. healed 
aspect of your inner child, the safety to begin the quest of what would it look like to self-express? What would it look like to ask for what I want? So it's, it's truly baseline starting there. And I promise you that the more that you lean into this, it happens at quantum speeds where you start to embrace you speaking up and you asking and you recognizing that you can say no with an open heart and how people receive that. I say no with an open heart all the time. And the amount of people that thank me Mm. because I'm honest and I'm, and it's like, yeah, this isn't like, no, thank you. And, you know, and, and I believe that's how we can kind of have those polarizing conversations. And, and that act right there of saying no with an open heart, because you've done that inner work and exploration. I like to call it exploration over work. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually healing the person that you just had a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And then look at all of the ripple of that. Right. So again, it's back to self. It's like the world is wild. Mm-hmm. What can I do to stop being at war with myself? Ask the question, breathe, put my hands on my body and then take action on the answer. (laughs) That's actually embodiment is I'm not going to ask. And then I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) That's the next step. Yeah. And it's okay. If you need time, I've plenty of time asked the question, like launching my own podcast eight months later, I launched it because there was a lot of fear. So again, taking the pressure off of Ooh, this is causing some things. And it was all, you know, it took months of me to get underneath. Why am I so afraid to be vulnerable? Why am I so afraid to share? I can feel my soul craving this, but all these wounded parts of myself were afraid. And now the podcast is my favorite thing, Isabel. And people love it. And I love hearing from people about it. And I love recording and it brings me life. And now I can't imagine my world without it. (laughs) Not amazing. The thing that you feared the most is now the thing that you love the most. Literally from fear to love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. So beautiful. Well, I'd love to hear what next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take today? Hmm. Well, hmm. I was going to say, I don't know when this is launching, but this can, you know, right now, as we're recording this, this is the holiday holiday season. And the invitation is, can you start to take a breath Whenever somebody asks you a question, whenever you receive a text message, whenever the phone rings, whenever you get that nasty email, whenever somebody says something that creates that contracting response, can you simply put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and breathe? Because that actually could be the antidote of 
being able to respond instead of react and allowing yourself to move that energy, right? As we talked about in order to show up in the way that you want to for your life, for your family, for your loved ones. If you're listening to this, you are likely, you know, on a path of, you know, supporting other people, right? And being the light, whether it's through just your way of being at home or through your vocation. And, and that is truly what I, I, I feel that the presence piece, if you can just, every time you park your car, every time you enter a doorway, every time someone starts an interaction, can you slow down the breath so that you can be in the present moment? And notice what opens up for you. Notice how your relationships shift and notice how much more spacious and also how much more present and how much more time you start to feel that you have in a day because you're not letting your emotions wreak havoc on your nervous system anymore. And then I would love for you to reach out to Isabel and I and let us know and let us know and, and just how it creates momentum of this new way of being. And where can they find you? lindsaymartinellis.com. So it's everything I'm sure will be in the show notes. Yep. Lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. Also, my podcast is called Social Line Radio, and you can find me on all major social media platforms, Lindsay Martin Ellis. Wonderful. Lindsay, is there anything else you want to share before we close? I'm just so honored and, and so grateful and so excited that we get to be yeah, just walking this path together and on our own and, and weaving, you know, what's supporting us because we're truly just sharing, you know, what's, what's working for us in hopes that it could support all of you. So I hope that this serves you serves as an invitation also that if you've been feeling something pulling at your heart strings to make a change or to start something new, I hope that this supports you to, uh, yeah, to just, to just start, because I promise that the world, the world needs your message. And if you're in this community, I know, (laughs) I know the people and the beautiful beings and the beautiful souls that Isabel calls in. Right. And it's like, this is how we can serve and feel good while doing it. So looking forward to meeting more of you. (laughs) Well, that's all for today. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you.